Oh, goodness. If you could stand for the reading of God's Word, and God's Word is coming when my iPad is coming. No, I got the Bible. Uh, it's just my lesson is in, the, in my office, and she's going to get it for me. <coughs> what a blessing to know the Lord, isn't it? Praise the Lord for His goodness, and praise the Lord that He holds tomorrow. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds our hands. What a wonderful God. This morning I was preaching on perseverance, and what a wonderful thought to even through the troubles and tribulations of life, we can persevere. Interesting, I said this morning, God promised salvation to us, God promised heaven to us, but God did not promise an easy life to us. You know, life is hard sometimes, but God promised to be with us through the hard times. God is good. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. Just give me a second here. And uh, there it is. <clears throat> All right. Go to 1 Timothy chapter 4 in verse 14. 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14. All right there in the end of your Bible or close to the end. First, what's after 1 Timothy? 2 Timothy. <laughs> good, you know your Bible. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, okay. So, 1 Timothy chapter 4. Let's look at verse 14. Look what the Bible says there. In verse 14 it says, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying of, I'm sorry, on the hands of the presbytery, meditate upon these things, give thyself wholly to them, that thy prof uh, prof uh, profiting may appear to all. Thank you. Take heed unto thyself and into the doctrine, continue in them, for in doing this thou shalt both save thyself and them that hear what a wonderful word. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, for this passage of Scripture. As we continue our series on the mind, Lord, open our minds tonight that we may hear the words of the living God. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. So let's look what is on your mind. That's a series that we're going through. And tonight we look at a careless mind. A careless mind. What's a careless mind? It's a mind that doesn't care. So we look at this mind tonight, we're going to look at that. So our world is full of thinkers. Agree? People whose minds have done so much for humanity. I mean, look at the structures that we see. Bridges, buildings, you name it. You go to the store, look at all the things that we see and buy. People think constantly all the time. So meditate upon these things. Give thy, I'm sorry. Uh, there are many great minds in our world. As we continue our journey on the mind tonight, we come to this careless mind. There are minds who are very careless about anyone or anything, and even about godly things. Now, may we Christians don't get too comfortable in our Christian walk that we become careless as well towards the Word of God. May we don't become so careless that we don't care. Okay, now, we Christians should have a, shouldn't have a, should have such a mind, but a careless mind refers to the lack of awareness uh, during a, uh, a behavior that can result in unintended consequences. So, the consequences, 
uh, a way, uh, uh, the consequence way of a careless are often undesirable and tend to be mistakes. A lack of concern or uh, indifference for the consequences of the actions due to an attention may partake in the origin of a careless mind. So carelessness have been, uh, have been uh, I'm sorry, so I patronize, that's the word I hear, to be one possible cause of accident proneness. People are accident prone. You have to be careful with them because they, get, they, can, they can get hurt in anything that they do. Uh, we have some people in our job, they're accident prone. Uh, you have to, uh, they have a hem in their hands and say, oh, do you know what you're doing? You literally have to say that to them. Uh, you say to them, uh, watch that because you're going to fall on that. You have literally to, to almost talk to them like a little kid because more than likely they're going to fall and hurt themselves. So they act, we call them accident-prone type of people, and they don't pay attention to their surroundings. You say to them, listen, here's a wood pallet behind you. Watch it before you know they're sitting on the pallet. They fell on it or fell behind, fell backwards. So, uh, and that's what happened. So an example, uh, this, the, uh, the Danish, was this name Danish, a philosopher, uh, he said this, this way, uh, told that the following parable, which illustrates what happened when we become killers. One day a duck was flying. This is an illustration that he uses. I took this illustration out of him. So one day a duck was flying with his mate in the springtime northward across Europe. During the flight, he came down to a, uh, a barnyard where there were tame ducks. He enjoyed some of their corn. He stayed for an hour, then for a day, then for a week, then for a month. Then finally, became, he became so comfortable that in, in, in the safety of the barn that he stayed all summer. One autumn day when the flock of wild ducks were, was uh, uh, flying back, uh, the way uh, they were south again, they passed over the barnyard, and they and the and the mate uh, heard their cries. He was stirred with a strange drill of joy and delight because he recognized the sound. And with a great flapping of wings, he rose in the air to join his old uh, his old comrades in the in the flight. But he found that his good fear was made, uh, had made him so soft and heavy that he couldn't rise no higher than the eaves of the barn. So he dropped back again to the, to the barnyard and said to himself, Oh, well, my life is safe here and the food is good. Every spring and, and autumn when he heard the wild ducks, honking his eyes would gleam for a moment and he would begin to flap his wings. But finally the day came when the wild ducks flew over him and utterly they, out of their cry, but he paid no slight attention to them. You see... His mind didn't care anymore. Killless mind didn't care me. Didn't think about it anymore. May we Christians be careful that we don't become so comfortable that we have begin to have a careless mind towards the Word of God, because our minds are capable of receiving, processing, and then storing tons of information each day. A careless attitude towards our thoughts in life can be devastating. Here in 1 Timothy, Paul is challenging the life of the young Timothy and says, meditate upon these things in verse 15. Philippi, I mean, 1 Timothy 4.15. And to the Philippians, Paul said, think on these things. In 1 Timothy, he said, meditate upon these things. What things? Look what it says in Philippians 4.9. Those things which ye have both learned and received and heard and seen in me. 
So the challenge is to the disciple, uh, is to disciple our thoughts in, 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 in the right direction so we, we can live, the right, uh, live and have the right results. Look what it says in Psalm 119, verse 59. I thought on my ways and turned my feet into thy testimonies. So how do we uh, counteract a careless mind? Well, let's look at this topic from several points tonight, okay? Okay, number one, if you like to take notes, uh, a, common, a cultivation of truth. That's how we, we overcome this careless mind, a cultivation of truth. Now think about it. Paul is like a father to Timothy in a fate right here. Paul is a mentor to Timothy, but the time has come on which Timothy was going to get all the truth that he had received from the person of Paul and applied to his life. Okay? Let me put it this way. All right? We teach, we teach our children, right? And one day our children, our children are going to take wings and fly. And hopefully they apply where they learn from us. Hopefully. If they have a careless mind, they could kill us about what you said. Okay? Uh, but we don't want to think that way. We want to think positive. All right? I love people when they talk about it, they are negative, they always see something good. And I like that. So think of it. We come to church at least two times a week. We, we hear at least four messages from God's Word. Let's say if you come to church regularly, you hear Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night. That's three. Wednesday night, four. That's four messages, right? If you read my devotional, then you have an everyday message, right? So you have seven days of messages every morning that I send to you, plus you have another four. That's a lot of messages. What, 11 messages? 11, right? <laughs> so uh, Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, all these things. So... By having a caring mind, we become like sponges that take uh, in the teaching and the preaching of God's Word so we can make application to our daily lives. Okay, you can have two ways. You can have a careless mind or you can have a caring mind. A caring mind takes in, chews on, chews on the thing, thinks about it. A careless mind gets on their, their mind and poof, gone. Oh, did the preacher preach the book? It's gone. I don't care. I didn't know. Oh, good message. But they don't really remember half of it. Okay, so by having a careless mind, we don't pay attention or much attention to the preaching and the teaching of God's word. And even worse, we don't make any application of it. The worst thing we can do as Christians is no, don't apply the word of God to our lives. If we don't make up, listen to me. If you're online watching, I want you to pay attention to this, all right? The reason why some Christians never change is because they don't make application of what they learn. You follow that? Let me repeat that. The reason why some Christians never change is because they don't make application of, of what they learn in the house of God, of what they learn when they read their Bible. They read, but they forget they don't make application. When we do that, it's the same old, same old. We're going back to the same thing. Because if we don't make application goes over our heads. The same thing is like we're telling our, uh, one of our kids. Our, yeah, and we can tell, right, looking at their eyes, they're not listening to us. Have you been there? You tell them and they're like, and you're like, you're not listening to me. Oh, yes, Dad, I'm listening. No, you're not. I've been there many times. Uh, kid, look at me. Listen to me. And you still can tell they're not listening a word you're saying. And the proof is, right after you talk to them, they go do exactly what? And you're not like, you did not hear a word that I said. So, 
don't, you know, I've been there. I didn't do that to my parents. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my mom used to preach to me at the door. I mean, this is a giving. You know, I go out and, and my mother would come to the door and she would look at me and she smiled, she hugged me. I knew it was coming. It was a little giving, especially when I got to be a teenager. I got to the door, I put my hand in the door to go out. My mother turned me around and, and she would give me the preaching. I heard that preaching so many times and she goes, you're not listening to me, you better listen to me. Mom, I'm listening to you. I really listened. I was not listening to mom. But, you know, somehow I heard because eventually, you know, it, it got to me. It got, especially when she said, if you don't listen to me, I'm going to tell your father. Oh, I'm paying attention right there. Right there. <laughs> right there, I got to pay attention. But anyway. <laughs> so a careless mind don't pay much attention to detail or things. And we need to be careful that none of us come to a point in our life on which we have a careless mind. Let me give you one point there, letter A, under that first point. A challenge for cultivation. Look what it says in verse 4. Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by prophecy, with the laying on the hands. Um, look what it says. Uh, um, I want to focus on the beginning of the verse. Neglect not the gift that is given, that, that it is, that, I'm sorry, that is in thee. That's what it is. So Paul has gone uh, to a lot of trouble to mentor Timothy right here, in the truth of God's word. But the responsibility of how to use God's word was not up to, well, now it was up to Timothy, not Paul. Let me put it this way. When I teach or when I preach God's word, I'm doing my responsibility is to teach and to preach. No, the application is up to the recipient. You follow that? Who are the recipients? In this case, you and you online. If you don't do it, that's your responsibility, not mine. My job is to deliver the message that God put in my heart. Your job is to make application of what God has told you. So I'm not responsible for what you do. You are responsible for your own actions. Okay, we live in a world today that many people don't believe that. Oh, I'm like this because the way I was raised. I was like this because the neighborhood that I live in. I was like this because, listen, my dad was a smoker. I never smoked in my life. My dad abused alcohol. I never abused alcohol. He said, I can go on and on and on. Listen, he said, well, it's the environment I grew up in. That is baloney. It is a choice that we make. Think for a second. My, respons my responsibility as a pastor is to teach the articles of God's word. That's my responsibility. My responsibility is to teach you how to apply the word of God into your life. But, is not, but it, this is far I can go. I cannot live the word of God. I cannot live the word of God for you. I cannot make you lie. You live the word of God. I cannot impose the word of God on you. When you receive the word of God, it is your responsibility of how you're going to use the word in your life. You see, a caring mind like Timothy will listen and will apply. But the careless mind is a mind that doesn't take in, doesn't listen, and doesn't care. All right, some people say, Let's go, to, let's go to iPhones. Some people have a wonderful privilege to be searching to the Internet when, when, the, when the preacher is preaching. What about turning off the thing for about a uh, half an hour and listen to the Word of God? Listen, because sometimes God wants, God wants 100% of your mind listening to the Word of God, not 50%. Oh, I can do it. I can. 
You know, not, a lot of people cannot multitask. It's very difficult to multitask. Very difficult. Okay? In my job, we say all the time, don't multitask because you're going to hurt yourself. And it happens all the time. Okay? So, look what it says in verse 14. Neglect not the gift of God. Verse 15 says, meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. That they, that thy profiting may, be, may appear to all. So these verses here uh, go into this, this dissect and consider as we walk about uh, this topic of a careless mind. Because our minds are capable of doing, uh, of doing so many things. So be careful what we give our mind to. We got uh, uh, to be careful where we set our mind down to and let it begin to take place to soak in the Word of God and be careful what we listen to, what kind of people we're listening to. There are people out there that you don't want to listen to. I say to people all the time, be careful what you listen on or watch on YouTube. There's a lot of deceit going on. Some churches you don't want to go to because they're not teaching right. So you have to be careful with that. Be careful the people that you hang around with. Some people are not very good friends or not good people to hang around with. Be, we need to be careful what kind of friends we make and the people we hang around with. Listen, I work with a lot of people, a lots of people. seems like every day I meet somebody else new there. But let me tell you this. A lot of those, those people, I don't hang around with them. No. Their lives are a mess. I don't want that example in my life. I don't. So, let it be a call for cul cultivation. Meditate upon these things. Paul challenged young Timothy to meditate on these things. He said some some things that you should meditate and and there and hear some and 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 some things that you sh should be given your mind to. I don't know if you are like me. I always like to figure things out. That's me. I th I, I see things I don't understand and I want to know what are they. They are sometimes okay. I like to investigate things. We believers need to discipline our thoughts in the right direction so we pound in the right things. It is easy to have a careless mind, to let your mind just be entertained by the world and whatever happens to, to be going on in our world. You see, truth is a challenge to us to cultivate. I tell you what, truth is found in the Word of God. And the sad thing is many Christians don't read the Word of God. They don't. And they might even lie to you and say that they do, but they don't. What a sad reality, isn't it? So we go and translate the Bible and make the Bible so um, friendly. They take verses and words and change everything so people could read the Bible more. And guess what? They still don't read it. How sad is that? So they say, well, the KJV Bible is very complicated. No, it's not. You're just not reading at all, the thing at all. And I say, folks, I'm not inventing this thing. This is a reality. It surveys them out there. Most Christians don't read their Bibles. They don't have no devotions. Don't they? they don't study their Bible. They don't read their Bible. They just believe everything. So they're easily persuaded by others because they don't understand their Bible. They're not students of God's Word. I'm thinking about Paul who had gone through a lot of trouble to teach and encourage Timothy here. And now it was Timothy's responsibility to make sure that Paul's uh, investment didn't go to waste. Timothy could choose and neglect the things that Paul had been invested in him, but he, but he did not. Timothy could choose to walk away from those things that Paul had thought and instructed him to, uh, into his heart 
Or he could culti cultivate them and became more and more profitable to, to, to Paul and to the Lord, and he did. Let me tell you, one of the hardest things for a pastor is to try to put somebody under their wing, teach him, teach him, teach him, and he, and he walks away from and even says all kinds of things about that pastor. I know many pastors that went through that. It's the hardest thing, the investment, that the hours and the time that he invested on that person, it breaks a person's heart. And in the end, they walk around they don't, like they don't even recognize you. Your heart just cries out to those things. Let me give you an example. This is a pastor friend of mine. That's not me, okay? He says, I can tell you that for a long time, as a young man, I lived in a state of a place where I was disregarding what had been invested in me. And my father had taught me and instructed me. And these things that I knew to be, to be right and good that I, I could take in, I decided as a young man, I was too proud of myself and I just wanted to live my life the way I wanted. I didn't want to take that mom and dad, uh, what mom and dad has give, had given me. I decide, you know, uh, uh, I decide, you know, uh, what I was going, I was going my own way, doing what I want to do. So I disregarded what my mom and dad did to uh, uh, try to teach me. So I was, uh, what was it? it goes right there, disregard, okay, like said. And uh, uh, forgetting about all that mom and, and dad have given me, that's not right, he says eventually. I uh, praise the Lord that God got hold of my heart, he says, and I began to understand the value of what my parents have invested in me. I began to appreciate that, and I began to take what they give me and cultivate it and strive to become more, benef more beneficial to them and to own my own self. I took it to heart what they taught me. Get this. Every parent wants her child to take, to take whatever they can give them and then, and, and, and then and, uh, uh, exceed beyond them. It's like Paul said to Timothy. Timothy, I've given you a funda uh, foundational tools for you to grow. Take it. Go do it. Timothy, I'm giving you what you need to begin and go for God. But you need to cultivate that. You need to work at it. You need to be more uh, for God than I am even accomplished. You need to be better than me. Timothy, you don't be careless, but keep moving forward for God. Folks, this, this is a call for cultivation. A call to get up and to learn the Word. A call to continue to think about the Word each day as you read your Bible. Folks, I tell you what. May our kids listen to us. Sometimes our kids think that we are not that important. They think that, well, well, they'll put that aside because uh, it doesn't matter. Let me, let me talk. Don't ever stop to teach your kids the right thing. No matter how old they are. Let them tell and let them know where you stand and what you believe in and keep doing. And when they talk to you, keep telling them. Oh, but they don't like me that way. You know what? They love you. They just don't want to admit that you are right. They need to understand that. We live in a world today that is sucking our kids out. May they understand that the world didn't suck us out too. So folks, there is a call for cultivation, a call to get up and learn the word of God. Look what it says in Joshua chapter 1 verse 8. This, this book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night, that thou mayest observe to do according to all not some, to all that is written therein. 
God doesn't want us to pick and choose what the Bible says, but to take the whole thing as a whole. So personally, you could run through it quickly, or you could cultivate those truths by spending a little time in it. Are you allowing the seed of God's word to germinate in your heart? Folks, there are 168 hours in every week. Out of those 168 hours, how many do we give to the Lord each week? How many? I'll give you an example. I was talking with somebody the other day about a message they heard on a Sunday morning service that I preached here. They were talking about the message from, sun, uh, from Sunday, and they said, You know, Pastor, I find myself pondering and thinking about the message you preached last Sunday. You know what I said? Praise the Lord. They were chewing on the message. That's good. They were thinking about it. Praise the Lord for that. It's supposed to stir our hearts and motivate us to try to understand and make application to it. So it is easy to be careless. It is easy to be cold and uncaring. But the sad reality is that we are the ones who went up and began to uh, went up the wrong and went up in the end of the stick when we don't apply that to our lives. God's word was not written to make, uh, to make your lifestyle miserable. God's word was not written to make you a robot. God's word is this so you can learn how to live a life that benefits you, glorifies God, and blesses other people around you. Some people think it's the opposite. You're missing out in life. You know how many times I heard that word directed towards me? You, you're missing out in life. You have no fun. I heard that often in my job. What kind of life you live? You have no fun. You must be miserable. Oh, God, I was like, you look more miserable than me. <laughs> but anyway, okay, all right. And I just smile at them like, like, like I know, because why, why are you going to argue with them? They, they, you can't convince them. They think, they think they're right, and you just smile at them like, really? <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, but see, but they think that way. That's, see, some people think that if you go to church, you're the most miserable person on earth. People think that if you go to church that you're missing out in life, the fun of life. I tell you what, it's a lot of fun without the, those sinful activities. Some people think that the only way to have fun is to have the bottle and the booze to drink. Really? What about the hangover the next day? Ooh, that hurts, right? Can't get out of bed. You have a headache as big as everybody's spinning around you. Or oh, everybody, everything's spinning around. That's wonderful. That is great. That is great. That is a lot of fun. So get this. If we give God three points, uh, three hours and 45, I'm sorry, three and hours and 45 minutes on Sunday, maybe through the week we give him three or four hours, three or four more hours. Let me tell you this. Let's put it like this. All right. So we come to church in the morning. Let's put, let's do our mat over here, okay? So some people just come to the morning service, which is about, for the most part, hour and a half, correct? Am I correct? We start at 11, we finish about 12.30. So hour and a half. And, and you know what? Okay. All right. Lord, I'm giving you that. Can I give you more? Yeah, increase it. You see that? God gave you 24 hours. You're giving God one hour and a half. God is good, isn't he? He's always good. He gives you 24 hours. You give him one hour and a half. Out of the Lord's day. In the Old Testament, you know what they did in the Sabbath? They did nothing all day. Nothing. We Christians, we have a hard time giving God 
the Lord's Day. I'm not saying you, you know, because you're faithful, you're here, okay? Uh, and you online, if you're sticking around watching our message, I mean, those who watch for three seconds, those don't have time for God. But anyway, I'm glad they checked in anyway. Uh, but anyway, so, but let's say if you come to church and Sunday night and Sunday morning, let's say you come to Sunday school. All right, 10 o'clock, you come here, maybe a quarter off, you have fun, you're drinking coffee, have a donut, uh, maybe two or three donuts, the whole box of, of, uh, of whatever that is back there. But anyway, uh, but let's say you come at 10 o'clock. 10, 11, 12, 30. So two and a half hours, right? Okay. So you give God at night by another hour. So three and a half hours. How much God give you? 24. You give God three and a half hours on the Lord's day? What a bargain, isn't it? Can we give God more? Oh, I do that next Sunday. Well, what about tomorrow on Monday? Do we have time for God? He's going to give you another 24 hours. God is faithful. Every day he gives us, if you live tomorrow, he's going to give you a brand new 24 hours. Do we have a half an hour, five minutes, ten minutes to spend with God? Or oh, I don't have time. You cannot afford not to have time. A, a person that says that is a careless mind. I don't have time for God. Okay. So, Cultivating the truth. Number two, a contemplation of truth. To avoid the careless mind, which can happen to any of us, we must be cultivators of truth and be able to have a contemplation of truth here. So how do we do that? Number one, how you cultivate, uh, uh, have contemplation of truth. Number one, letter A, apply the word of God. Here's the problem of many people. They don't make application of God's word. That's why they keep falling back in the same stuff. That's why they say, oh, but I know what God says, but I can't do it. You know why? When you say that, it's because you do not apply God's word. I don't care how many excuses you, we say we have. You know what the problem is? We do not make application of God's word. You know what? What the Bible says about lying? Don't lie. So when we be lie, what we do? And we're not making application of what? God's word. Don't steal. Thou shalt not steal. When we steal, what are we doing? We're not making application of God's word. It, it's very simple to understand, isn't it? Oh, I can't help myself. I found myself stealing. Well, a guy that worked with us was like that. Tools were disappearing. You had to hold your tool and put a chain on it because you look around, the tool is gone. And, and what happened was uh, uh, one day he left his big locker, like you could put a train inside that thing, uh, Open, somebody passed by, looked at it, and it was like, oh, my tool is right there. Or he called security. Security came. We found a lot of tools. <laughs> and he like, asked the question, why, why did you, we, we have the tool crib over there. Why don't you go and grab the tools? I can't hold myself. I have to steal something. Wow. Really? You have to steal something? What I'm trying to say is, is apply the word of God. Meditating is a lost art, folks. Meditation is a lost art. We have too much to do to think these days. So what we do? The telephone entertains us. TV entertains us. Everything entertains us. And we don't even think for ourselves anymore. We don't think. It's amazing. Look what Psalm chapter 4 verse 4 says. Stand in awe. And sin not, commune with your own heart, up, uh, your heart upon your bed, and be still. Why? So when we still, we can hear the voice of God. Let me give you an illustration. Don't you, don't you know that a cow has two stomachs? You know that, right? 
guy's looking at me like he didn't know that. Okay. Uh, a cow can eat an enormous amount of food very quickly. After eating, however, the cow goes through an unusual process, and I want to grocery you up right here. So the food goes down into the first of four stomachs, and then it ruined a little, a little I'm sorry, ruined a little at the time. Contently, the cow chew her cow, uh, cod, and for hours as the food is chewed between the stomachs. While that process in cows is not the most pleasant to ponder on, okay, I want you to think that way. Oh, I'm going to read God's word like a cow, you know, chooses the, uh, choose the cow, the cod, and we don't want to do that. But in the same time, the process that God wants is the same process that God wants us to have. Look what it says in Joshua 1.8. This book of the Lord shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night. I hear many people say, my memory is not that good. I cannot memorize anything. You can memorize something, right? You may not be a good person to memorize things, but we can memorize something. See, when the, in, in the quietness of night, if we stay still, we can hear the voice of God. God was talk to us, and sometimes we need that. So, let me give you another illustra illustration right here. Begin to see things through the eyes of God, okay? Especially the older folks in here. You know, you know your kids growing up always love to say things like, well, I'm not going to be like my mom. I'm not going to be like my dad. You ever heard your kids say that? Mom, I will never be like you. Dad, forget it. I will never be like you. Okay? But ultimately, they end up saying, I sound just like my mother. Oh, I sound just like my dad. Yep. Yep. They will resemble their parents in many ways like we do resemble our parents. I do things that I resemble my mom and my dad, and sometimes I resemble both of them together. Okay? <laughs> Why? Because we have spent so much time with them, because we have spent time watching them. We become just like them in many ways. Did, did, did you ever heard of the statement, your kids are watching you? They do. Now, meditation causes transformation. Meditation for spending time like that, you begin to be more like what? The, the Lord Jesus. You begin to, th to like uh, what he likes. You begin to commute. And, and, uh, and when he commutes, you, uh, this type of meditation brings peace to an unsettled mind. By not spending time on what I think or how I feel, by spending time in what God thinks and God feels as in His Word, you know what? It begins to change me. If I really listen to what God says, if I really put my mind in what God says, if I really try to make application of what God says, you know what? It ultimately will change you online, your life. It will change you. He says sometimes, I can't help myself. I keep doing the same thing. It will change you. I had a friend, not a friend. Well, he's not a close friend, but somebody that I knew. He had a special thing in his life, and I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want you to know who he is. Or, you know. And I, he said to me, so pastor, could you pray for me? Because I struggled with this immensely. I don't know what to do. 
I said, well, I'm going to pray for you right now. And I'm going to give you some verses. But I want you to do me a favor. And do yourself a favor as well. And he said, what is it, Pastor? You go and live the verses. Means make application of the verse. Write them down if you have to. Print it out. Put it in your dad. Whatever you do with it. But make sure you don't lose focus. Until you memorize these things. He did it. He came to me and said, Pastor, I don't do those things anymore. I said, praise the Lord. You listen. You heard. See, if we listen to what God says, if we apply what he says, it will change us. Okay. My mom said to me at the door, don't you hang around with that boy. I know, look what it said. If I even dream, that was her favor. <laughs> if I even dream that you are hanging around with that boy, I will, be, I will let your father know, and you got to deal with your father when you come home. Ooh. Okay. A wise son will what? Listen and say, oh, I ain't going there. A careless mind will say, whatever. You see the difference? A careless mind will say, whatever, and deal with, I deal with the consequences. But if you didn't like pain, and my father was good on putting pain on you, you listen to mom and say, mom, you don't have to dream about it. <laughs> it's so good, mom. You know what? I heard. I listened. And that, that changes everything. To, even for us Christians, we will change at the moment on which we make application of God's word and try. It's not like we're going to, listen, it's not like, oh, if I do, I'm never going to fail. No, we fail. But we keep making application of God's word. A caring mind will do that. A careless mind could kill us. About that. Okay? We're almost done. Let it be. Awake to the word of God. I'm the, I'm the type of person who have learned that it is best to start my day with God and end my day with God. That's me. Okay? I don't get out of bed and go my way. I don't. First thing I do when I get out of bed, just in my own testimony, I'm not trying to boast about it. I get out of bed. First thing I do, I know, I, I recognize I'm awake. Uh, I... First thing I do, I'm talking to my God. That's what I do. I pray and take my God. I, I always do that, Lord, thank you for keeping me safe through the night. That's very common in my prayers. And I don't do this in a careless way. I mean what I said. Then I say, Lord, I don't know what the day may bring. Please guide me through this day. Because you don't know what the day will bring to you. You have no clue, no idea what the day may bring to you. You have no idea when you step out of bed. What you, you have no idea. You know, I pray that the Lord would give me the strength to get out of the house because I get up too early and I'm very slow in the morning. You're like, you know, I look at the engine try to go, the car try to warm up, and it, to me, I'm very slow. So uh, it takes me time to get going. You know, so I ask the Lord, Lord, please help me to get me going here. <laughs> Okay, is you know, first thing I do, I get out of bed, I, I do that, I pray, and I go downstairs. I have to walk down the stairs, and let me tell you, I have to hold to the rail because one time I fell down those stairs. I woke up the whole neighborhood. <laughs> My wife comes out, are you okay? I said, no, but I'm, I live. <laughs> you know, then I hold to the rail because I have to hold myself because I'm not very awake in the morning. Takes a little bit. I go do my tea and up the stairs I go. And it's not fun going up the stairs when you are slow. Okay? So, give you. <laughs> but anyway, what I'm trying to say here tonight is this I start my day with God. 
then I always end my day with God. I never go to sleep without praying. You say, what about during the day, Pastor? That's when I work in my messages. It, it, it is wonderful to go through the day thinking about the Lord. You know? Singing songs to Him. Oh, what people are going to think. Listen. They put that garbage music in front of your ears. Why don't sing the song of, songs of Zion in front of them too? You know? One time, I mean, one time, many times, I mean, they told, it's a funny thing right there about, and I'm not, I didn't do this in a bad way, in a mean way, not at all. But we, you know, these earbuds that we have, the little earbuds, we're not allowed to use that at work for whatever reason. I think, I think this makes no sense. But anyway, we, I work in the area that you don't have to use any earplugs. So put one earbud in your ear and you're very attentive. And one thing is when somebody talks to you, the whole thing shuts, shuts down so you can hear people. So, you know, I, I, a lot of times I'm, I'm listening to somebody talking, maybe a podcast. I listen to that. Or I'm listening to my Bible. You know, I'm paying attention. I'm paying attention to my Bible. I'm working. Not like I'm not working. I'm doing it. They told me I can't use it. So you know what I do? I put my thing on. All right. Okay. So I got everybody listening to my Bible. That's great. Love that. So, you know, everybody listen to the Word of God in the morning. I'm not doing that purposely, believe me. I don't do that purposely. Not try to provoke anybody in anything. But I, and I listen in a way that's just not, you know, not uh, uh, making everybody uncomfortable. But you come like two, three feet to my, to my desk and you're going to hear it. And a lot of people come to my desk for whatever reason. First thing in the morning, they're already around me. But anyway, you know what? They hear the word of God. That's what we do. You know, what a testimony. So, awake to the word of God. Start your day with God, end your day with God. Look, it says in Psalm uh, 63, verse 1, O God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted. Is that word there? Don't forget that word. That's so my soul thirsted. That is a caring mind. A careless mind doesn't thirst for God. For thee, my flesh longeth. Again, a caring mind. For thee... And in, dry, in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. You see, the psalmist, the psalmist says early, and he says thirsty and longing. Is a person right here that is a, have a mind for God. A careless mind? Don't even think that way. Walking with God is important for us as Christians. Make it a habit. Make it your way of life. Make it something that you do. Don't be one of those folks, well, I'm going to do it next year. Next year never comes. Some people like to listen to others, but they never take time for themselves to be the students of the Word of God. Listen, oh, I li listen. Open your Bible and read it for yourself. Stu study the Word of God. I don't understand some passage, Pastor. Then write it down and say, don't understand on a piece of paper. And try to find why, what's it? You think, so? you think, you think me as a pastor, I'm all-knowing? All There's some things I have to question. Then I go research it until I find my answer. And I don't stop until I'm satisfied. You know how many verses I got stuck in? I'm like, i got to find this thing. What does it say? Then I read and read. You know what? It educates us. It educates us in the things of God. Oh, it's too much work. So... Be a doer of the word. Isn't that what God says? 
So a careless mind doesn't care about anything. A careless mind don't put much value in the things of God. Let me repeat that. A careless mind don't put much value in the things of God. So, the preacher preaches, the preacher teaches, the preacher counsels, and the person never hears. You know why? Because they don't put value on the things or weight in the things of God. Let us have a caring mind, a mind that cares uh, about God thing, about, about God, God's godly things and cares about serving the Lord. So, number three, I'm almost done. I'm going to f- uh, fast forward in this one. A consumption of the truth. It is the idea of being complete, consumed with the Word of God. Letter A. Captivating thoughts. Meditate upon the Word, upon these things. That's verse 15 of 1 Timothy. Moody said these words, which concerning this subject, I never saw a useful Christian who was, who was not a student of the Bible. Wow, what a truth. Let me repeat what he said. He said, I never saw a useful Christian who was, never, who was not a student of the Bible. I wonder... Could it, be, could it be said of all of us here tonight and you online? And you just knew that God was just using, and you, let me put it this way. He said it right. Useful Christians and Christians who make themselves available are those Christians who are students of the Word of God. They know. Let it be. The consuming truth. Look what it said. Jeremiah obviously was consumed of God's Word. Look what Jeremiah says. In Jeremiah 15, 16. Thy words uh, were found, and I did eat them. Okay, it's an analogy he's using here. And thy word was unto unto me the joy and rejoicing of my heart, uh, for I am called by thy name, O Lord God of hosts. The psalmist likewise expresses joy in God's word. Go look what it says in Psalm 119 verse 47. I will delight myself in thy commandments, which I have loved. Uh, In verse 72 it says... the law of thy mouth is better unto me than thousands of gold and silver. You see, that is people that care about God's word. We should spend so much time in your Bible that your language becomes the Bible. In the word of God, uh, of God so consuming that so consume us that we talk, then we instruct people, that we we express the Bible to them, not literally saying, oh, John chapter 2, verse, no, no, no. It's literally using the Word of God in our own conversations. We know them. You know, I'll tell you what, if you ever try that, you talk in a conversation and put the Word of God in there, in the midst of the conversation, you know what? God's Word is sharper than a two-edged sword. Their eyes open and like, where that thing came from? Believe me, I'll tell you what, I spend a lot of time in my job. I work about 11, 12 hours every day. Let me tell you this. I use God's word quite often. And I see the reaction in, in people's eyes. It's not like I say, oh, no, by the way, this is uh, Matthew chapter 2, verse 3, whatever it is. That, and I don't do that. But God called the, the verse to my mind. And you know why? It goes right out. Especially Proverbs and Psalms. So, the book of Proverbs is a great book. Very applicable. Let it be, we see a consuming truth. Well, I'll give you that. A consuming truth right there. So I conclude with this. Isaac Walton said uh, uh, this about his Bible. He said, every hour I read you kills a sin. Or at least a virtue is to fly against it. Don't let your mind become a complacent mind or a careless mind. Fill it with truth. Because if you don't, 
you will be dealing with the, with the same problem over and over and over again. Why a lot of Christians have no victory in their lives? This goes for you right here. And if you're watching uh, me online and you have the, the kindness to, to put up with me for this whole time, I say, why some Christians have no victory in their lives? Because they have a careless mind towards the Word of God. You might say, I don't agree with you, with you, Pastor. No, no, you're not agreeing with the Word of God right here. Because if we have a caring mind, we care about what God says in His Word. We will care about what God says. You know, when my mother used to talk to me, I didn't care about what she said. Until she said, I will tell your father. Oh, you know, my mind just, I heard everything she said right there. You know why? Because I knew who my father was, and I knew what my father, where my father would speak to me, because I knew him. You know, a lot of people, unfortunately, unfortunately it is sad to me even to say that, a lot of Christians don't know their heavenly father. They're saved, but they don't know him. They don't have a close relationship with him. How sad is that? So, put away the careless mind, put in a caring mind. A caring mind. A mind that cares about God. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you, Lord, so much for this passage of Scripture tonight. I pray, Father, help us to have a caring mind. A mind that cares about the things of the Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If you take us offline and we go quick to our... Um, we'll be done very quick. Uh, to our Lord's Supper tonight. Just want to...